Welcome to Productivity on Purpose, how to create systems that stick. Today I'm covering what systems are, when and why you need them, and how to start creating them so they work for you. You stay on top of them and you never ever have to worry again about details falling through the cracks. Listen lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rock star professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, my beautiful friend, doing it all, all the things for all the people all the time. I see you and I'm super pumped you're here today because I am talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, systems. Before we jump in, I wanted to tell you about a very cool opportunity though. If you like what you've been hearing or maybe you've been on my mailing list or familiar with my blog or maybe you've heard me speak somewhere in public or maybe you've read my book or maybe you've taken one of my classes, however you know me, and if you like my style and if if I've provided a lot of value and insight for you, then I would love to invite you for a free coaching session with me. If you're feeling overwhelmed or exhausted or scattered, let's have a live complimentary session together. So here's how it works. You will fill out a form to answer a few questions about your challenges. And if you're selected, we will have a live on-air coaching call where I will guide you and offer you recommendations and strategies to solve your burning issues. So you get about 20 to 30 minutes of my time, 100% for you to talk about you and any of your productivity challenges that you're having. So I know that whatever issues you're having, you're not alone. There are other amazing driven women out there that are having the same challenges and I can't think of a better way for them or for you to get real life answers than in a on a real life situation and on a call like this. So if that's something you'd like to be a part of, please come over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash coach me. Again, lifeisorganized.com forward slash coach me. All right. So let's get into the good stuff and talk about systems today. I have a feeling that I'll be addressing this topic many times in the future because it's such an important part of keeping my life under control and something I spend a ton of time on with my clients. So I'm talking systems that affect every part of your life, your work life and your personal life and your home life. So if you feel like you have a lack of systems in any part of your life, you'll definitely want to stay tuned and hear this episode. But also if you feel like you do have systems, maybe you have a bunch of them in place, but they're just not working that great or as well as you hope they would, then you're going to want to hear this too. So I'm going to cover what systems are, when and why you need them, how to start creating them so they work for you and so you stay on top of them and you don't worry about details falling through the cracks. All right. Sound good? Let's go. Okay, so first up, uh, what is a system? What is it exactly? What do I mean by that? So a system is a method of doing something that can be done the same way over and over as efficiently as possible. So I think it's really important that we keep that in mind, that this is about efficiency. So doing something over and over in a really simple and quick way. 
Okay, so an example might be an email autoresponder sequence that nurtures the relationship between you and the people that sign up for your mailing list, right? So it's an automatic response. They sign up and they automatically, quickly, efficiently get that response. Or it might be a system that triggers an invoice when a certain part of a project is marked complete. Or it could even be the way you prepare your meals for the week for your family or the specific way you add ingredients to your famous cupcake recipe that you make for your family or that your customers rave about. Right? All of these are just examples of different ways that systems are created because they're repeated over and over and we want to make it easy. So there are so many opportunities to create systems all around us all the time. Because who wouldn't want a method of doing something the same way over and over as efficiently as possible? So, okay, if we know what we are, then why do we need them? So I know you're probably thinking, okay, I know I need systems. I know they're going to make my life better. They're going to make it less stressful. But I want you to hear a, a few more of these benefits, even if you think you think you know why you need them, because just keep listening, because chances are these benefits are some that you're not even thinking of. Right. So one big benefit is that systems allow you to automate. I just mentioned like that autoresponder automatically going out or that invoice going out automatically. So a lot of times with through the use of simple technology, and I, I mean really simple because I don't know any complex technology, uh, but there are really simple ways that you can sort of trigger these, these um, responses and make them automatic. Systems allow you to delegate while still maintaining control. This is one of my favorite things about systems because once you have a system in place, then it's easy to train others. It's easy to let other people know in your family or other colleagues or other people on your team know what is it that their expectations are and what the next steps are. So everybody is you know aware of it and there's no inconsistencies along the way. Systems invite possibilities and creativity. Yes, they do because because it's systemized, you have more time and freedom to focus on other things. So if you've ever heard the phrase, uh, if you have your own business, let's say, if all you're doing is working in your business and how are you ever going to work on your business, that's what systems allow you to do, right? It gives you more time and more freedom so that you can then focus it on on creatively solving problems or coming up with new ideas. Systems allow you to leverage like your knowledge and leverage your time and allow you to scale. So again, if I'm going to use this in kind of a business term, but I know this can be applied to all different areas in your life or in your career, but let's say you did have a business, you could then replicate it in other geographic areas, or you could franchise it, or you can license certain rights to your business systems. Once the system is created, then you can leverage and scale. Okay, consistency. This is a huge, 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 huge reason why systems are so important. This is the key to delivering an excellent customer experience, right? Whether you're creating a proposal or a presentation or you're doing something that's across many different departments or different teams or different uh, franchises, like having that same customer experience, that consistent experience is, as we all know, if you're, you know, in any career, it's just so integral and crucial to that for that, you know, for that customer. So they know what to expect. They always have that same level of service and quality and that everybody on your team or in department or in your organization is working around the same principles and values. Okay, lower labor costs. So when you're using a system, you and your team don't have to waste time and effort in reinventing the wheel each time that you're going through a process. 
you'll have more energy. So this applies to you at work, this applies to you at home, this applies to you with your family. You're going to stop wasting brain cells on trying to remember what you were supposed to get done or worry that something may have fallen through the cracks when you have a really good system in place. You're also going to get better sleep. Isn't that a great benefit? Yes, because all of those worries and concerns aren't floating around in your mind. You know that you've taken care of all the details. Nothing has fallen through the cracks. So I promise you're going to sleep better. You're going to have less stress. And ultimately, you're just going to have more time for the people and things that you love and that you'd rather be spending your time on. Okay, so hopefully that gave you a few other reasons outside of, you know, more time or more happiness, but that just reminds you and reinforces to you why systems are a girl's best friend and why this is so important and why I loves me this topic so much. Bottom line, if you want your life to be less overwhelming and less chaotic and less stressful, it is in your best benefit to create and implement systems in all areas of your life. Seriously, my life would be a complete disaster without them. Everything from what I'm going to cook for dinner every night to how I follow up with prospects and clients to how I make my photo albums. Systems, ladies, systems. Capish? Cool. So let's move on to the final piece of this. How the heck do you get them in place now that you know what they are and why they're so important? Well, this is actually a two-step process, and I'm really going to walk you through this in detail. The first step is to identify where you're lacking a system or you need one where you might already have one in place, but it's just not working well for you. So that first step is to identify where you could use a boost or where you need a system altogether. So here are some signs for identifying them, these signs for creating new systems. One is to identify a repetitive task. What same or similar tasks are you doing frequently? You're doing these over and over. So for example, and again, this could be work-related, personal-related, community-related if you're in a volunteer program, but what are some questions that you're answering over and over again? So if you're like, they're always asking me about this policy or something about how do I find this information, that's something that you might go ahead and say, you know what, we should figure out a way to create a weekly or monthly newsletter, or maybe create an FAQ section around, or give them a link that we can direct them to to answer their questions, or do some video training around it, right? This is like something that it's always happening over and over. Um, And by the way, this can also be something personal, like the way you get yourself out in the morning, or how you're planning your meals, or how you're doing your laundry, okay? So these are things you're constantly doing again and again. Now, which brings me to the second sign, which can be a sign of the first one. It's repetitive, but it may or may not also be very frustrating or overwhelming. If there are experiences that frustrate you over the course of the day, right? If you think about your day from the time you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed. So again, there might be things like getting out of the house in the morning or getting all the meals made or you know, getting through my invoicing or getting through my emails or um, how do I navigate, you know, all the interruptions during the day? Um, how do I create the spreadsheets that I'm working on? How do I do the meal planning at night? How do I, it, there's just, there's so many things that can feel frustrating. So I often has my clients go through that exercise. I'm like, let's just keep a log for two or three days and say, what's frustrating you or overwhelming you throughout your day? And that might be a really good signal or a sign that we need to get a system in place or improve the system that you have. Another way to know that and I really need a system is when you have inconsistent results. Okay, so if you or your team has inconsistent results from frequent tasks, this is a really great indicator that you need a system in place that you can all be using and to create that consistency. 
So an example I often use is um, when I would I would work with the team and we were this is back in my corporate days and we would I was at an agency and I was in client services. So I was the liaison between a client and the the organization that was that I was working for, which is a marketing company. And I'd walk into these meetings and we'd have these client presentations and we'd have all these marketing campaigns we'd be showing them. And sometimes we would walk out of the meeting with very, very clear next steps. Like, okay, here's what we're going to work on. Here's our next deliverable. Here's our time frame, And here's the signature because they had to sign off always on the next steps. And other times we come out, I go in with a totally different meeting. So, uh, sorry, different uh, team. I would go with a different team because I worked on different brands and we had different clients and we had different teams to go in. So I, again, I was the account side of it, but there was a creative team that was coming in or maybe a production team that was coming in. And we'd have the conversation, we'd make this presentation to the client and we'd walk out and there would sometimes just be some either confusion or miscommunication or we just didn't have exactly exactly knowing the next step. So we didn't know necessarily when was it, when are we going to turn things around again and who was responsible for what and what was the time frame and did they sign off on the right, the, enough of the right things? And, you know, it was just one of these things that even though we went in similar kind of teamwork and going into this, these types of clients, we'd walk out with different results. So can you think about that in your life where you're like, I'm doing sort of the same repetitive task, but my results are inconsistent. And then the final way that I think is a really great indicator, whether you need a system or this is actually something you're thinking like, maybe I don't have a system in place and here's how I want to use it or create one, is when you have a really successful methodology. This is kind of the opposite. So things are not overwhelming. Things are not frustrating. Things are not, you're getting not inconsistent. You just had a really, really great experience. And when you have that great experience, you want to ask yourself, what can I replicate from this experience that has run so smoothly? So for example, if you have just a great client meeting, right, just completely opposite of the example I just gave, you have this great meeting and it goes just superbly. Like you get there, you're feeling just really relaxed and everything just goes very smoothly and you have all the resources you need and everybody's in alignment and you walk out really focused and everyone knows what they're doing. Then I want you to think, I want to create that again. How do I get me more of that? And go back and outline that process or system that made it possible for you to have that type of result. So for example, maybe you got up early that morning. Maybe you picked out your clothes the night before. Maybe you kept a charger in the car when you're driving over back in the days when we could drive. And so, you know, you could keep your phone plugged in. Maybe you had like put on ways or like, you know, done the directions the night before. Maybe you brought extra copies of your document for the meetings. You grabbed some really specific notebooks. You had some specific documents for them to sign and you had a checklist of next steps. So there were all these things that worked really well for you. So I would say, what do you want to do? What you want to do in that case is we want to say, what do we replicate in order to create that experience again? Okay, so those are a bunch of different ways that in that first step of identifying where you needed a system or where you can improve one that already exists. So go ahead, make a list of these signs and areas where you could use your newer or improved systems in your home or in your work. And to make it easier, something I do with my clients is that I like to break it down into different areas. So maybe you're like, gosh, there's so many opportunities at work or there's so many opportunities at home. I don't really know where to you know, put my focus or where to start. So you might want to break 
down your different areas at work. So maybe it's marketing, admin, finance, sales, product. And at home, it might be meals and financials and kids and social and hobbies. And you kind of just break those down and then brainstorm under each of those categories where you're struggling or where you're feeling frustrated or where you really know you could use a system or where things have gone really well, where you want to make sure you get that systemized so you can repeat that result and repeat that process. So again, this is just a really simple way to think about where you could benefit most from a system. So you can keep that running list over a couple of days and throughout your day and just you know write them down and you can keep track of what's flowing well and what isn't. All right, then on to step number two. Now, this is where the rubber meets the, the road, and this is where we're going to create a workflow. And a workflow is just a fancy way of saying, think about and create all the next steps in a sequence. Okay, so remember, we were trying to create this process of something we're doing over and over in the most efficient way possible. And the most efficient way for you is going to be, first of all, to be thinking about it sequentially. You want to think about it chronologically, step by step, so that when you are training someone else, when you're delegating, when you're bringing someone else on board, when you're thinking about it yourself, there's no chance that any steps can fall through the cracks. So this is really like the tactical doing part. Okay, so in this step, I recommend and what I think we have to do is create some type of documentation for the system that you've identified you're going to work on. So we're going to pick just one of those systems that you've brainstormed at home or at work and that list that you've been keeping, and you're going to pull out one and just do one at a time. And every system, every single system or process must be documented. That means it has to get out of your head and down on paper or more likely in a digital format, right? Like on a Word document or on an Evernote list or a Google sheet or somewhere, it's got to be down and out of your head because keeping all that information in your brain leads to information overload, not to mention total confusion and loss of clarity and chaos. And of course, by the way, no one else can read your mind. I know we wish they could, but they cannot. So. Your documentation is super important and it should be very detailed and broken down into easy step-by-step directions. Now, if right there you're like, oh my Lord, woman, it is, I can't even imagine doing this because what was one of the first things that comes into our minds when we think about this, besides like how much work that's going to be, is that, oh, it's just easier to do this myself than to spend the time to do this so I could possibly train or delegate someone else or bring someone else in on this, okay? So if you've had that thought from everything from like loading your dishwasher to, you know, creating a big presentation, I get it. I so get it. You are so right. There are so many instances when I'm like, oh, this is just, I'd just rather do this myself. I'll just grab it and do it myself rather than have to train somebody else. I get it. I totally do. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that that immediate pain, that short-term pain is always worth the long-term benefit. That short-term pain of creating the documentation is always worth the long-term benefit. That is the only way you can get some of these, you know, for all the reasons I went through in the beginning of why you need a system, the only way you can get that stress and chaos and eliminate it and really get you, you in control and feeling like you're on top of it and possibly even get it off of you and keep everyone consistent. And this is the only way you've got to that documentation. So I promise you, you know, it is worth that time up front. 
So you want to be thinking about what are the steps in the beginning to the end for your process, including all the little tiny baby steps, the baby steps, those ones you want to overlook, or you like to assume that someone else will understand it when they're reading your document, even though you haven't specified it, right? Like you want to just say, okay, just download that photo, that image, and like, you know, put it into the presentation. This is like a step-by-step in your document. If you put, if you say that download the image, they're going to be like, but where does that image live? And what are the borders you need to put about around the image? And where do I store the image when I'm done with it, right? These are all the types of details we keep in our head. And if you don't get those down, that's where you're going to have a lot of miscommunication. That's where you're going to get frustrated. That's where you're going to have inconsistent results. And that's when you're going to feel like, it's just easier for me to do this myself. When we know that in the long term, that is not in your best benefit. So one way I love to think about these step-by-step directions, this documentation that has helped me tremendously and how I always work with my clients and building this together with them is to create a Lego manual. A Lego manual. You know, the Legos, right? You know how a five-year-old could pick up a Lego manual and put together a car or a 95-year-old could pick up a Lego manual and end up with a car, right? Because they are so step-by-step. The photos are there, the illustrations, the picture of exactly the next piece. It says step one, step two, right? You just can't screw it up. And if you do, it's really easy to like undo a piece and fix it because you realize by the next step that something has gone wrong, right? It's that easy. So that's the way you want to think about the directions you're creating, the documentation that you are making. Don't assume that other people understand what's in your head or something that seems really obvious to you. It's not. I guarantee you're not. And you're just leaving a gap there and room for uh, inconsistency and for miscommunication. So anyone should be able to pick up the document, follow the step-by-step directions and successfully complete it. All right, so here are a few ways like you, this can happen or like some of the tools you can use to do that. So one is just, a, you know, a word document. And however, in that you want to use really concise, bulleted and numbered formats, right? You want to drop the long sentences, the long paragraphs. You want to make this really easy to scan. And again, think about the step-by-step Lego manual. They wouldn't put like paragraphs in on each page. It's just like, and now put this piece on that piece. So like for you, it might be now drag this folder from here, go to this folder, grab this. And it's, you know, that's how it is. Um, Again, you can use photos along the way. If you have screenshots, that's really helpful as well. If there's, you know, avoid any miscommunication, leave white space between your steps. You might even break down your steps into different phases. I know a lot of the systems that you might be creating are big, like they are not like just, you know, 10 steps. And so for example, you might have phase one, here's the setup phase. And then have your documentation in your bulleted and numbered format with a lot of white space. And then you may say phase two, here's the build phase of it. And then phase three is here's the like, you know, double checking the steps phase or something. And so, you know, you're really breaking it down and making it simple, easy, step by step. Again, this is not only for somebody else. Of course, it's great for them, but really great for you, too. So you never, ever, ever have to rely on your memory or your brain and like, just absorb all that brain energy and that mental capacity from yourself when you have a checklist right in front of you. Speaking of checklists, I loves me the checklist. It is my most beloved form of documentation. I have a love affair with checklists, so I'll try not to go overboard here, but here's the gist of it. Create checklists so no steps are missed or duplicated. So all team members or all your family members, including yourself, 
will know exactly where you are in a process at all times. An example is a, of a checklist that I use is one for creating my weekly blogs. And I'm actually in the process of creating one right now for this podcast so that I can get an assistant or use my current assistant and hand this entire process over to them. But I have done it with my blog. And when I first created that checklist in my head, I thought, well, you know what? I, this is about 20 to 25 steps to get my blog up and ready to publish every week or every other week. How frequently I was doing it at that time. And I was like, okay, so I'll sit down. I'll create this, this checklist of kind of like, you know, just I'll write it, but then everything they have to do to put it up in terms of like the imagery and um, the SEO and the keywords and getting it on my site and putting it on social media. So when I was finally ready to create that, I'll create that checklist. I you know start writing it down and what happened blew me over. It was, I had over 60 steps. In fact, I think I had close to 70 steps when I actually broke down in detail, like what font colors to use and what titles to save and the images and how to include the keywords it was almost 70 steps. So that is a lot of unnecessary room that was being taken up in my head previously and a lot of steps, obviously, to document for someone else. But once I could do that, it was like, oh, right, like the clouds had parted. I was just it was so wonderful to pass it over. And here's the thing. When that assistant, when I was training them or when they could just take it and read it like a Lego manual and do the steps. If there was something that didn't come out correctly or the way that I wanted it to, I realized that was a gap in my system. Like I just had not created or provided the correct information or an accurate amount or detailed enough amount. So it's just a really iterative process, which was great because then they could just give it back. I could go type in a few more steps in there and, you know, give it back to them. And so it's this living document, but it's so incredible and so incredibly freeing and liberating when you're able to you know, again, get that all out of your head, give it off to someone else or just use it for myself. I use that all the time for myself. Like if he or she can't work on it and I'm doing it, I just grab that checklist. Like, okay, I want to make sure I didn't forget any steps. Um, you know, I don't want to have that nagging feeling that I've, I've missed out on anything. And even though I've gone through that process hundreds of times, I often did have that nagging feeling that I was forgetting a step or I'd wake up at 3 a.m. thinking, did I add a border to yesterday's photo? Right. But with a simple checklist, all of that worry and the second guessing disappeared and my energy soared during this process. So rather than expending energy, pulling like from my memory all the time, every week when I had to go through this process, I could simply open up my list and work my way down. Easy peasy. OK, so let me reiterate how freeing it is to grab this list because, you know, when I when I say a good thing or I feel a good thing, I like to beat you over the head with it. But you will save loads of time and energy when your process is out of your head, when it's in, in an easy format and when it's super clear. OK, now, one last thought I want to leave you on here is that having your process or your system documented will also help you stop procrastinating. Say what? Yes, you heard me. It will help you stop procrastinating. I picture this. Picture you've booked a new client and you're ecstatic and you can't wait to get started with them. So once you've come down from cloud nine, you have to now deal with all the administrative side of things, which isn't, of course, as exciting, but you have to do it. So you get an agreement in place. You need to create the invoices. You got to set them up in your client system. You input your notes. You got to get their in personal information together going to send them a welcome packet. I mean, there's just so many things on top of like the 93 other tasks on your to-do list. 
So you put it off for later or for tomorrow or for the next day until you're under the gun and they're about to start. So like you have to, you know, get it all together. And then, of course, you're wondering, oh, my gosh, did I send them everything? Did I only send them some things? And you're backtracking and you're wasting time. Okay, so that's like a really typical scenario. Now, welcome to scenario two. You booked that client. You feel amazing about it. You've come down from cloud nine. And now you're like, I got to deal with the admin side of things. And instead of thinking about, well, well, here's all the stuff I got to get done. There's so much in my mind. With one click, you open up your new client onboarding checklist, which is your documented system or process. And now you know exactly your next steps. It's laid out right in front of you. And it just gets you going because you don't have to spend the time thinking about, well, what are the 10 things I need to get done? And what is the next step I need to do? And did I do that or did I not? And where will I put this in? It just is like, because it's laid out right in front of you, it just gets you going. Trust me on this. I have been using this for years now and I do this with all my clients and it is a game changer. I promise you these seemingly small habit shifts, they help you better manage your work and your life and to live with more joy and be more fulfilled and to feel more successful every dang day. All right, so... This kind of brings us close here to our end on today's lesson on systemizing. And of course, the best part is when you actually get to take some action, put into action what you've learned. You know, I always love to leave you with a challenge. So here it is. In the next 24 hours, decide one place at work or at home that you're going to implement a system or update one that's not working so well. And just create a high level outline for it. So I don't expect you to create the entire system the next 24 hours, but just decide on the one place you're like, this is the one that I'm really struggling with that keeps me frustrated, that's really annoying me. Or again, something that's worked really well that I want to make sure I get on a down on a document so I can do that again and start thinking about what that might look like on a high level. That's it. Okay. So, and then come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast and it's podcast forward slash I think this is 15 yes and let me know you did it you know I'd love to hear from you you know I'd love to cheer you on and I'd love to just support you in any way I can all righty my sweet lady thank you for your positive energy your enthusiasm and your friendship and speaking of friendship if you like what you're hearing please be a sweetie and share this podcast with a friend It would mean the world to me and I would just love, love to get this into more hands of more amazing women around the world. And very lastly, don't forget about the free coaching opportunity. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash coach me. Coach me, it's one word. So you can get coached by me for free. Let's be productive on purpose. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.